Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Uh, look, we are talking to Riley Day. She is one of the fastest women in this country, and we're doing it all thanks to MEGT, helping women kickstart their career goals in the trade industry. But so glad to have tracked down Riley because, as I said, so quick, so fast, one of the quickest in this country, the third fastest ever over 200 metres. She exploded into our lives. Uh, Well, I was going to say during the Commonwealth Games in 2018, but it was actually earlier than that. It was 2016 that she raced Usain Bolt at the Nitro Athletics. She was a schoolgirl in Bow Desert. So good. But now she's eyeing off the Paris Olympics. Riley, just 289 days to go. Is that something that you count down on the calendar? I would like to say I'm that type of person, but no, that makes me scared if I have a countdown staring back at me every single day. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk me through the psyche of that then. How do you break up your training and and count it down? Do you do it in blocks of weeks, months? What's it look like? Yeah, we just take it week by week and go up to the next, we just work towards the first comp and then from there, the next one, next one, next one and do what we have to do because I feel like if you dwell on the big picture so much, by the time you get there, you're mentally fried already. Sometimes I'll just be in the shops and I'll be like, oh my God, the Olympics are next year. Oh my God. And then I'll just forget about it and move on. <laughs> it's, just, it's really random. <laughs> no, but th- hey, that, but that's a big strength. And, and you know what? This this week, and and I'm fan- I'm so glad we're talking to you this week because this week is World Mental Health Week, and it's something I do want to touch on with you. We may as well. Well, you've opened that door now. Let, let, let's go down that path because it, it's been a it's been a tough year for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It is. It's tested me in many ways, and I mean it's taught me to be more resilient and yeah I went overseas to Europe to qualify for the world championships but the first race that I completed over there I I hurt myself so I spent the next six to eight weeks fighting that injury and unfortunately the the head gets involved as well and it just keeps going in a downward spiral at that point. So I, I thought it was best to come home and to focus on the big dance, which is the Olympics, and I'm better for it 100%. Riley, that's got to be so tough. I mean, we, we deal with, in this game, you know, normally we're talking to, to footy players or cricket cricketers that, that have the next week or the next match to look forward to, and it's it's normally seven days or less. But when you have events that, again, are the one big one, for the year and sprinkled by the lead up rate like that. I can't even get my head around how, how big that would be to miss out on the big one each year in a 12 month cycle. It is very hard to watch, but you also, 
you are proud of the other Australian athletes that are there, but always you want to wish that you're in their shoes and, and competing well and doing the best on the world stage. But, you know, we have smaller comps every now and again throughout the year and you can go overseas and race against the best in the world. And it's pretty much you're versing them anyway, as you would in the world championships, but it's not the same. And, you know, you always want to say that you competed the best you could on, on the, the world stage and at a world champs and uh, an Olympic games as well. But you've, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> well, you've learned to harness the hurt, haven't you? You, you? You've you've used this now as motivation. Yeah, I I said to myself, I'm I'm sick of feeling like this and missing out. From I know what I keep going back to how I felt at the Olympics and how amazing it was, and I just you know I want to feel that again. And you know it, you come down off it, and then you you strive to get back to how you were feeling at that time and. Yeah, that's what's keeping me going and, yeah, I'm working hard to to get to that point. Talk me through a normal training day for you because you've really ramped it up in the wake of this injury, haven't you? I have and I'm, I'm leaving no stone unturned and making sure that I'm my body's healthy, which is the main priority for me because, you know, if something's not completely feeling right, then it's better to miss a session, one session, than keep pushing through it and missing... 25 you know and yeah it's about being smart about things and approaching things in a way that you can get through the training because that's when you notice massive improvements is having about three or four months of uninterrupted training Riley just on that talk us through a a typical training day for you how many hours when's it start when's it finish it depends on the day um Throughout the week, I do four track sessions and three gym sessions, two half gym sessions. Um, so I'll normally get there around 7.38 and then I won't leave until probably about 12. Um, that's not just training. That's also physio, massage, Pilates, recovery, all the rest of it as well. So it takes up a fair chunk of the day and then... If I have any other commitments throughout the day, then I'll go to those or I'll come home and sleep because <laughs> I'm wrecked. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, and it doesn't really leave too much time for many other things, does it? Like, especially work. And, and, and I hark back to the report we heard, God, what was it, six weeks ago now, about almost half athletes in this country are, are considering giving up because of the, well, there's the pressure you spoke about, but also the financial stress on competing and, and being an athlete in Australia. Yeah, it is really hard. And I've just finished a university degree and I'm, I'm hoping to get into that work, like force of um, being a marketer and seeing what I can do in that realm. But um, my trouble is I can only probably work about 10 hours a week. And I don't think many people would employ someone for 10 hours a week. It's either part-time or full-time, but I just can't give myself to that sort of commitment and I know a lot of other people would be in that same boat, but some people don't have the luxury of having to choose. They just have to do it. And I'm really grateful that I'm I'm able to do this full time, but have something else not as a mandatory option. But yeah, it's not as I'm not not as lucky as they're not as lucky as other people, you know. It, it wasn't always the case, was it? I mean, you you shot to prominence obviously in Tokyo with the PB and the and the semi-finals at an Olympic Games, but in the lead up to that, 
you're working at Woolies stacking shelves. I mean, that that's well documented. It's your famous story. That was a good time back then. So yeah, I was just working at <laughs> working at Woolies as a as a kid, just doing what I do, just to earn a little bit of little bit of money to get myself through. But um, yeah, that was a wild time back then. <laughs> But but that, I mean that's the thing I I know I know a lot of that time you know, living at home but you were also traveling the world training and you have to pay for coaches uh, you know there's there's car expenses there's there's rent eventually and being only able to work ten hours a week that's bloody difficult to like how do you make ends meet? I'm fortunate enough to have um, amazing sponsors that keep me going and I've got I've got Woolworths True Protein and No Timid Souls and they they keep me going to be able to do this full time. So without them, I, I wouldn't be able to, to do what I do and potentially compete at the world stage. And that is the harsh reality of sport is you need to get there to get stuff back. So there isn't a lot of development help, I guess. There's a lot of unpaid stuff, but unpaid, unpaid work doesn't pay the bills. Mm. Um, so it is a bit of a, a balancing when you're trying to get there is yeah trying to trying to work and trying to do all that stuff so that was why I hadn't moved out at that point of my parents house so living rent free and other expenses like that was very helpful to not have that on my back at that point Riley before I let you go I'd love for you to share with everyone listening now the first time we spoke it was when you were 16 and you just raced Usain Bolt. I was just chilling before the Nitro Games. This is one of the one of the games that we were doing, and I got a call saying we're going to put you on the same leg as Usain Bolt. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> there goes that because we're not going to win." <laughs> I was like, "I'll give it my best shot," but we had also they had a Safa Power, which was the previous world record holder in the first leg of the relay, and I was like this is not going to end well. And I can guarantee you, I saw the rear end of him the whole time, but it was an awesome experience. And, you know, not many people get to say that they raced Usain Bolt at 16. Can, can you, and did you learn anything from that race? There's always going to be people faster than you. So just forget about them and run your own race. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good lesson to learn at 16, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thrown in the deep end, that's for sure. Hey, listen, I'm so glad you're back on track and things are going What's things are going well for you after the injury. What, what's the first meet or the next meet for you? Um, I'm hoping, hoping to open up in mid-January. So I've still got a fair bit of training to go before I get to that point. But touch wood, all is well. And we're going on the right track. Hey, listen, great chatting to you. And it's always good to see someone, well, just digging deep into not only themselves, but that Queensland spirit as well, fighting back from adversity. Uh, and it's always great to see you and chat to you too, heading into an Olympic year. Let's stay in touch. Yep, will do. Thank you.